Hello, and welcome to Ready for the Weekend with Liz and Chuck. We are so happy you joined us today to kick off the weekend. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's great to be here, Liz. Uh, you know, it's a very important episode as we, um, you know, have a uh, special guest here, but I'll let you go ahead and uh, introduce him. I don't want to take up too much time, so. <laughs> yes, we are so excited. We have our first guest. Um, and it's going to be a little bit different story than we could ever tell, for sure. Um, <laughs> nothing that we've talked about so far is going to compare with this. So no, without further ado, so. yeah, I will introduce. Um, so today we have Arthur Holland joining us from North Carolina. Um, he was a pastor for 37 years, a uh, very long time, and just recently retired um, just a little over a year ago. I had the joy of going to his retirement party. Um, which was really fun. So, um, Arthur, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And uh, I know that you have, I mean, I know you have tons of stories, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I think you're, you're ready to finally share some of these stories publicly. Right, that's right. Well, let me correct you about one thing. Uh, okay. There's nothing special about me. I assure you I'm a perfectly <laughs> normal pastor and normal person. <laughs> so don't say special guest because that's incorrect anyway, so, um, do you want me to just jump right into my to the most interesting thing that ever happened to me in ministry or yeah i say let's go for it we want to yeah. hear your, oh, yeah. your your best ever story yeah so if you don't like this one you know the rest of them really suck so yeah. <laughs> well yeah we'll just end it after this one this one's really bad and we will not invite you back but um i have a feeling it's gonna be good <laughs> okay so now this was in my last appointment the one i retired from about seven years ago and, and I can seriously only tell the story now without shaking. It's been, it's been, it was that traumatic. So wow. to oh, begin wow. with, uh, I should say this woman, the main character in the story, and this is all true facts, she didn't like me from the very beginning. I was told that she really liked the former minister. Mm -hmm. And only came to church a couple of times to hear me. But anyway. Okay. Well, hold on. Actually, before you get into it, um, can you explain a little bit about how it works as a Methodist minister in North Carolina? Um, you're given different appointments, right? Yes. We have a bishop that appoints us to a congregation or possibly more than one congregation. One of my appointments, I had two churches. That was a whole other story. Oh, wow. But, okay. um, but yeah, basically, we stay there as long as if the church is happy and the pastor's happy, then everybody's happy and you get to stay. Okay. But if anybody's upset or anything, there's a possibility of moving every July 1st. Okay. And okay. then so you said she didn't like the, or she did like the former pastor. She so, very much liked the former pastor. Is there a reason he <laughs> left? No, he just had, he did four years and that's about average and he just wanted to go to a bigger church, I think. Okay. All right. So you show up and she's not happy. She's not real happy to begin with. So, okay. <laughs> so just before Christmas, her father got extremely ill. I mean, like ICU, ventilator, everything. Oh, and wow. it was pretty clear that he was actually dying. And after I had visited him several times in the hospital, Charlotte, and with, after lots of listening to doctors speak with the family, I asked a very simple question that we are actually trained in the ministry to ask families in these end of life situations. I asked, does Tom have a living will? 
and do the doctors and nurses know about it? Now, I guess, mm -hmm. should you explain what a living will is? I mean, is there anybody out there? No, I, I think everybody's pretty, I mean, it, it just tells whether you want to live or die, right? It tells what you want to do. Basically, right? yeah, if you're hooked up to a machine, yeah. do you want to keep going? Okay. Yeah. That's it yeah. in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Now the wife who was, this couple was very elderly. Um, although they were very active church members and, and pretty good health up until now. Um, the wife answered very quietly. Yes, he did have a living will and let it go at that. Well, the next day I received a phone call from this lady, uh, his daughter who was irate. I mean, she was very angry. She forbidden me she forbade me, sorry. <laughs> I went to High Point University and Duke University, so blame them for my English. Okay, okay we'll blame Duke. <laughs> blame Duke, that's yeah. right. Everybody hates Duke. So um, <laughs> she asked me, forbade me not to visit um, Tom, the patient, or his wife again, ever again. Wow. Um, I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. Um, like I said, they were very active in the church. I was their minister. I had a good relationship with, with both of them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this lady called for the next four to five days every day to reinforce those wishes and to express her anger. And, and I was just getting more and more, you know, okay, I'm staying away because I didn't care because it was Christmas. Sarah, my daughter from Boston, was visiting, and I didn't have time to go to the hospital anyway. Yeah, especially like, like driving to Charlotte. That's a, what, an hour drive? Uh, yeah, it was an hour. So it was a four hour commitment just to go see them. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I was like, okay, sure. I'll stay away. No problem. <laughs> so, um, so running back and forth, lost my train of thought. I'm old. You know that. Um, at, some, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> oh, at, at one point, one of her brothers called to apologize for her and said, she's a little crazy. Um, told me it was just best for everybody to let her have her way, right? So we just, okay. so I just let it go, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. several days later, the father died, and the family asked the former pastor to come and perform the funeral. Well, he did the right thing. This is proper procedure. He called me and got my permission, and he told them he could not do it unless I was present and um, introduced the service and, and did all of the formalities. Um, yeah. Well, she forbade that, but the rest of the family agreed. So, you know, we just, wow, she really had it out for you. Yeah, she, no kidding. She didn't like me very much. It was very weird. Anyway, every day, like I said, she called me and said I was not to be at the funeral. And every day the officiating minister called me and said I was to be there to welcome everyone <laughs> and have a prayer. Okay, I don't care. So at this point, I really just wanted to get away from everybody. You know? Yeah, right, um, right. So the day of the funeral, here's where it gets exciting. <laughs> I found out that we were doing communion as part of the funeral. Now, I don't know about you two, but I had never even been to a funeral that had a communion service. No, I don't think I have. That was a very high church and um, sounded like Catholic to me. Yeah. You know, well, and Chuck, yeah. you said you, you've, you've been to Catholic services. So has that ever, have you ever had communion at a funeral? Uh, not at a funeral. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. It may, it may not be, you know, that uncommon to other people, but I'll, I'll defer to Arthur here on this one. Yeah. He's an expert. <laughs> well, Tom, the pastor, Tom, um, told me that Tom, the deceased fellow, um, really liked communion services. And, and that was just part of what he had wanted. He had told him that. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, right. So, 
Mm-hmm. So we were doing communion. Now the service went great. It went really well. I made my opening remarks, read a scripture, said a brief prayer, and then I sat down and I thought my day was over. Um, Tom, again, the same first name as the deceased, that has no relevance. I just think it's interesting. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, yeah. I preached a great sermon on forgiveness. And I thought, oh, no. oh, this, is, this is beautiful. This is really good. And then we served communion. Again, very beautiful. I mm-hmm. served the right side of the congregation where the family did not sit, and he served the left side where the family did sit. So I never got to interact with them, which was, which was great. No problem. Then right. at the end, we did what we did every communion. We stood there and waited to see if anybody else would come up, you know, because, you know, you just want to make sure everybody is included. And at first, nobody came. Dramatic pause. And then a lady stood up in the family section and started to come forward. And I had one of these aha moments. I thought, oh my goodness, this must be the lady. See, I had never met her. I didn't know what she looked like. Oh, you never even, you had never even met her never and she was her. calling I, you? It's on the telephone, right. This is before wow. video games. Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, this must be her. She listened to this message of forgiveness and this is a miracle. She's coming to open the side of But what she actually did was she strode up forcefully to me, grabbed the broken loaf that I was holding that had been consecrated and hurled it at my head (laughs) with a face full of rage. I mean, she imagined the angriest pitcher in the major league hurling it. It it was, I was, I was always really good at dodgeball. (laughs) <laughs> I don't actually remember this, but Dina said I ducked just really well. Um, and so I ducked. So did it hit you? I, no, it did not hit me. <laughs> oh, man. man. I turned around, and there was the body of Christ lying on the steps leading up to the altar table. <laughs> oh, man. Now, this is consecrated bread, so, I mean, we really believe we're not quite as advanced as Catholics and thinking it was literally the body of Christ, but in a very real and meaningful way, we believe that is the body of Christ. Right. So right. It's representative just of laying yeah. on the steps. And I'm yeah. like, what do I do? What do I do? And I looked at Tom <laughs> and he looked at me and, and so he just turned around and pronounced a benediction and, and announced the closing <laughs> hymn. And then we went down the aisle together as the congregation started singing and right before he reached the door, we reached the door, he turned to me and said, I don't know about you, Arthur, but I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> now, you young people, I'm not sure you know what that means. Do you know what that means? You get the hell out of Dodge? Oh, you're getting out of somewhere fast, right? It's a reference yeah. to Gunsmoke. Oh, okay. In okay. the OK Corral and Dodge <laughs> was the cap, you know, and that's where they had all the gunfights. Oh, right. So I go in my office and lock the door. He gets in his car and goes back to Charlotte. And and I waited for two hours until everybody got out of the church before I came out. Wow. Here's a little postlude if you want to hear it. Okay. Well, first, I actually have a question, though. So, Oh, go ahead. Yes. After she she threw the bread, did she say anything? No, no, no. Did she go back to her seat? Was there like an, oh, in the audience? Yes, yes. But actually, I don't remember any of that. All of that is hearsay because I was in such shock. All I remember is turning around, seeing Jesus laying on the steps and thinking, (laughs) what do I do now? And and then I just, you know, after that, it was just like in shock. So, 
Yeah, right. that was, everything else I know about that day is hearsay because about a fourth of the congregation saw it and the rest of them, you know, really couldn't see very well. So yeah. they didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so it was, it was just weird. She actually came back to church the next three weeks after, and after I preached and, you know, after preachers preach, they shake hands at the back. She mm -hmm. stood in the narthex, the entranceway to this church mm -hmm. and would tell everybody what a bad preacher I was and how I should be run out of town and what I, how I treated their family so badly and everything. Oh, by Absolutely. the way, I think I figured out what made her angry about me asking that question. Okay. I think, and I'm not sure about this, this is speculation. Mm -hmm. I think maybe she didn't know what a living will was and she thought I was asking about the family will. Maybe, I mean, none of it makes sense. What could have made her so angry to throw communion bread at somebody. I, I don't know. I, don't I think, think the living will makes a little more sense yeah. than a, I don't know. Chuck, what do you think? Us, I mean, no. go ahead. No, I, <laughs> I mean, that's just, I, I'm still in shock that somebody would actually come up during the, you know, the communion and throw the body of Christ that <laughs> at somebody's offering to them. I'm still in shock about that, but um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she may have misinterpreted it differently. I don't know how that could I have suspect, happened. Yeah, I suspect the reality was she was really angry at God because her father had died. And and I was the face of God in that situation. And she was just looking for it's, somebody to people, take. Yeah, she was looking yeah. at escape that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and she already really disliked you. Right. Exactly. That was part of it. I mean, yeah. I, I personally, if I were her, I think I would have gone for the, the blood, you know? <laughs> but I wasn't holding the blood. Oh, that would have okay. been more dramatic. She would have had to go out of her way. To grab right? the chalice and just yeah. throw the blood in my face. Yeah, I would have just. Actually, what I would have done. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> the, the postlude to this is that two months later, we had communion in our church. And I was still so shaken up by this whole experience. I'm shaking right now just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, that when I went to serve communion, I, my hand was shaking so badly that I knocked the chalice over. The consecrated juice spilled all oh, no. over the table. Oh, no. oh, it, no. it was. Was horrible. she there? No. no. Oh, no. She never know. came back to church again after they forbade her to come back. The, <laughs> my, my chairman of the staff parish committee forbade her to come back to the church. Oh, wow. wow. Denigrating me and everything. So anyway, that's my <laughs> yeah. crazy lady story. So. That, that's Make pretty she, wild. <laughs> she, you know, rest in wherever she is now. <laughs> so and that was that the begin? You said it was the beginning of your time there? That was in, that was my second Christmas, so it was 18 months into into the church. So up until this time, she had been going to church and and. Oh no, she had only come to hear me preach twice at the very beginning and never came back. Okay. So she was not active or anything. Yeah. Mm. It's so. very interesting, though. Very interesting. Did you have any conversations with the family as to what she may be thinking um, or? You know what? Um, actually, I did try to once in a while. Like, for example, the youth group went to their house one time and did yard work. And so I helped mm -hmm. them out. But again, that lady came outside and told me to leave. So she continued to every time she knew that I had contact with her mom, the widow, you know, she would chase me off. So, so I, I finally just quit. And the widow finally moved to Virginia. Oh, 
Tennessee. And that was the last I heard of her. So, yeah, oh, very traumatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's a good party story. So, you know, <laughs> people, yeah. people, seriously, even ministers hear this story and really think I'm making part of it up. You know, they just, they, they yeah, I mean, I mean, it sounds like something you would see on TV. It could be a good story in, a, in the right sitcom. I yeah. <laughs> or a movie, I don't know. Or I mean, yeah, here you are after hearing this, uh, you know, beautiful sermon about forgiveness. And you're going to think, wow, she's actually coming up. and She's going to say something, you know, to me about it. No, nope, she takes the body of Christ <laughs> and hurls it at your head. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was scary. Wow. Yes, yeah. 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 No. I... <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have got hit in the face with that, Brad. I would not have had the reflexes to duck. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I'd say I don't even remember ducking, but Dana says I moved really quickly that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was, so, wow. That's that is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Church people can be so wonderful when they get what they want. <laughs> yeah. When they, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's. Oh. Wow. I, I'm surprised you didn't want to move after that. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I really liked the church a lot. It was it was a great church in general. Um, yeah. Now after five years, they were getting a little tired of me, and so we started having some problems. But that's pretty normal in a Methodist church because they know they can get a preacher pretty easily. Yeah. So I mean, what kind of problems do you start having? Um just general things like people arguing over the carpet color. Mm. Um, so they're not like, Oh, we've already heard that sermon. No, no, nothing like that. Okay. Um, how often we did communion was a big deal. Half of them wanted mm. it every Sunday. Half of them wanted it every six months. Oh, that's and a big difference. Yeah, it is. It really is. But, um, so that was a bone of contention and I hate arguments like that because it has no meaning to Jesus, I don't think. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, mm -hmm. yeah. he's not interested in these little church rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And helping people. And that's yeah. the arguments. They never had arguments about missions. They only yeah. had arguments about the colors in the sanctuary or what to do at Christmas and things like that. Yeah. And so after a while, that just gets a little bit on your nerves and you get sort of, yeah, churches get... <laughs> Like that. And preachers, I, you know, we're always afraid of getting boring. And so, you know, we like to move once in a while. I don't know how Baptists do it and stay places. And my daughter's a UCC minister and they're, they stay for 20 or 30 years sometimes. Yeah, wow. I think that would get really boring. I mean, it would be uh, like one of us, uh, you know, like Chuck or I staying at the same company for 20 years, which exactly. like, you rarely see that now, you know. Sure, yeah. You start repeating yourself, yeah. you know. I, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't get that at all. I think you get really attached to people too. I don't know. And it's harder to move after you stayed there for that long. Yeah. 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 And, and well, also, I mean, you have to deal with so much death and I mean, also marriage and, and things like that. But I would just think like the death would be a lot harder to deal with if you've known that person for 20 years. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. And actually I got, <laughs> I got in big trouble with one church one time because I admitted in a staff meeting um, not a staff meeting, but a, a pastor, we call them pastor parish relations committee. Basically, it's just the people talking to the pastor about what's wrong you mm -hmm. know, meeting for that mm -hmm. purpose. I admitted to them that I would prefer doing funerals over weddings. 
because funerals are less stressful. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and a funeral, of the, the family will let the preacher conduct the service, but in a wedding, the family wants to take over and, you know, do everything, and the preacher's just sort of there as a, as a little icon. Yeah. So right. it's, it's stressful, and nobody's ever happy because if it doesn't go well, then we wasted $50,000 on this wedding. And I got in big trouble for admitting that that funerals were a lot less stressful than weddings. And I just, you know, so that was, you know, like I said, I I think I'd be with you on that one. (laughs) All the trouble I've ever had in ministry is when I've said something that's honest out loud, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and people just didn't like it. Yeah. So it's funny how that works. Yeah. It took me a long time to learn to shut up and I really never did learn that. So. (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter now. You're, you're happy and retired. Very happy. I recommend it to everyone. I'm trying to do it. I I ask my husband every day, like, are you sure we're not there yet? That's right. 20 more years. He's like, no, you want this special cabinet. So you have to keep working. (laughs) Oh, if it weren't for health insurance, I could have retired five years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that is <laughs> that's a big the, deal. That's the yeah. big. Yep. All right, I, th- I think we have time for one more. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. And then we, I, yeah, well, I'm. Okay, that's. I'm respectful of your one, time, but I, I think one, one more, more that I thought about extensively. Let's okay. go back to my very first appointment. Oh, that was, was. I mean, that's a long time ago. This was yeah, thirty-five. Well, 35 years ago now. Okay. First Methodist Church in North Wilkesboro, a big, fancy, rich church. Mm-hmm. I was the associate minister, which means I had a senior minister who was my supervisor. And okay. my area was youth pastor. So, you know, that's typical. Well, like I said, this was a wealthy church, and all the kids were healthy, wealthy, and spoiled. Right? <laughs> so it was very hard to discipline them because they were used to getting whatever they wanted at the youth meetings and especially on trips. But one year they worked really hard and they earned a trip to Myrtle Beach. Oh, Chuck, have you, do you know about Myrtle Beach? Yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard about have, it. Have I heard, you, so yep. West Coast people, you know, I never know, but Myrtle Beach is where <laughs> East Coast people go to lose their virginity and, <laughs> and get drunk for the first time. That's where I drank my first beer. <laughs> So we packed up the church bus, and uh, it was a miracle. They were good the whole week. We got down there in a big house, large six-bedroom house with about 12 teens and preteens. So the climax of the whole trip was that we decided to reward them for being exceptionally good. So the night before we went home, we took them to the pavilion. And that was really the place. That was the center of all youth culture. You know, that was where everybody was went. Was like on the while. strip? I'm sorry. Is that on the strip, like Myrtle Beach? There's like yes, that was the main part of Myrtle Beach, the pavilion. Okay. It's gone now, which is very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, but everything went fine except for one incident we had where we told the kids they could do anything they wanted, but they had to stay in pairs. Well, one 14-year-old girl jumped in a car with a stranger who said, "Hey, come in, let's go for a ride." She jumped in the car. And her other friend, who was actually more responsible, jumped in with her because she said, we told them to go in pairs. Ah, well, and I would just say that is kind of like a, I mean, that 20 years ago, it was kind of a normal thing to do. Okay, I have to admit, when I was a teenager in Myrtle Beach, I got on the back of a motorcycle of a guy I did not know. 
and you right. just you just kind of did it you just like wrote down the strip <laughs> right. and you know like you you started thinking why did I do this this was dumb <laughs> but you know like everybody did it so so anyway so yeah. yeah and I wouldn't have nobody would have cared if it had been her family but it was a church group you know? right right so right. we were responsible for yeah. these stories. anyway so okay back to it we get on the bus to go back <laughs> to the beach house about uh-huh. it's about 11 30 at night and the adult counselors decided they'd had such a good time they wanted to keep on you know being together so they rode in a van i don't know that they had vans back then it might have been a station wagon um <laughs> behind the bus and i was driving the bus and so there were no counselors on the bus with the kids so we're going down the road highway 17 which is a four-lane very busy road and kids screaming in the back <laughs> and a passenger van pulled in front of me and got started going very slow and another van um, with the name of a gospel singing group on the side of it pulled beside of us on the left so I couldn't get around the other van and they forced us off the road into a parking lot. Now this huh. was a gospel singing group van so I stopped the bus um, <laughs> I opened the door just to, I was going to get out and see what was going on. And about this time, a guy got out of the van, came up to the bus door and yelled, um, oh, what did he yell? I can't remember. Um, oh, oh, he said, he said, your little heathens have been mooning our gospel bus. <laughs> they had been sticking their butts out the window of this bus, of the, of the church bus, mooning these, this gospel group. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out they were telling the truth. We got confessions from every month. Our group had been mooning them for a couple of miles, I guess. <laughs> even even one of them who was 14 years old, who was the preacher's son, the senior pastor's son. But all the rest of them said he wasn't really mooning anybody. He was so skinny, nobody could have seen him anyway. So the next day we got home to the church and all the parents were standing in the parking lot with their hands on their hips. They had found out about it, even though the counselors had said, let's just keep this quiet. Yeah. Because the name of our church was on our bus. Uh, Did did someone from the group call the church? Yeah, the gospel group had called the church (laughs) and reported everything we had done. Wow. So... I don't remember getting in trouble for that. I think most of the kids got scolded and probably laughed at. Yeah. But I don't remember any of them having severe punishments because that's so funny that that's it's hilarious. Hilarious. over. I don't know if it's more funny that the the mooning part or the fact that 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 van like pulled you into a parking lot. Yeah, forced you off the road. <laughs> and, and you know, I had never driven a church bus until that trip. That was my first experience driving the church bus, so it was a pretty dangerous situation. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, what I mean, I was think? only 20, 26, I guess. Maybe yeah. 24. That was my second year of ministry there. My, yeah, I was about 24 years old. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I can't even imagine what you were thinking. <laughs> mm. Like I said, people are crazy. Christians are the craziest, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, especially when you take them to Myrtle Beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to hear about this first beer. 
Uh, well, let me um, thank you for coming on the show today. I don't think anyone else wants to hear about it. Uh, I mean, the, I think the funniest thing is, well, it was, uh, for some reason, my parents let me go to the beach with, so my, one of my friends lived with her cousin and his parents, and he was a senior graduating, um, something like that. Anyway, it's a long time ago, but uh, so her parents rented a house at the beach the same week as I think they call it first week or something like the first week of summer. That's when mm-hmm. everybody that graduates, so like juniors and seniors all go down to Myrtle Beach. Right. That's sort of a rite of passage party. in the South. Yeah, like you, you just <laughs> do it. So, um, but I was I'm 15 or 16 at the time, maybe, maybe 16. Um, and my parents let me go down because the, the parents were going to be there, you know, right. and they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, but of course we went to hang out with her cousin who was older and who was hanging out with all the like juniors and seniors and, you know, people who had just graduated. So we went to a hotel room where everybody's partying and, uh, <laughs> I had never, I'd never drank before in, in there. <laughs> and there, there was a funnel there and they're like, oh yeah, you 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 should just funnel the beer, <laughs> you know. Like okay. I've never even I've never even seen I've never been to a party that fun because I've never seen that done. Uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> but no, so the first time I tried it, it just like went all over my shirt, and then I and then I wasn't giving up though. You know, I'm like I can do this. So I did it again, and it worked, and I was like, all right. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Jennifer was not. Uh... No, she wasn't there. No, no. no. <laughs> she, uh, she would have been away doing something else. At the time. But um, yeah, I would, I would have definitely gotten in trouble if she would have been there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so. Well, um, we won't take any more of your time today, but I, we would love to have you back another time. These are well, definitely stories. Me, this is the best thing that happened to me today. This is <laughs> oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> oh, but thank you so much for coming on, and we do hope that you will come back again soon. Oh, I'll be, I would love to. We can even have a, a um, pastor segment. <laughs> I love it. I love that idea. But if you ask me to pray, we're gonna have to take up an offering. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I'm all about taking up an offering. I'm. I. I think. I mean, actually, no. Wait. Do we have to like put it to a good cause? Oh, it goes to me. (laughs) Oh, it goes to you, not us. (laughs) Let's take. Let's discuss this some other time. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Arthur. It was was a pleasure. pleasure. Yep. Thank you, Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely have a good evening. You too. We'll talk right, soon. You too. It was nice All to right. meet you, Chuck. It was nice to meet you too. We'll look to have you back soon. <laughs> okay. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So now it's time for our segment, Getting to Know Your Coworker. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I have favorite? a great question for you today, so I'm going to go first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> since you got me last week um okay so uh if you could of course we have to pretend there's no COVID right now um but if you could go back in time mm-hmm. um and hear any band wow. live 
Um, who would it be? And actually, so it can be a band that's either uh, the members are deceased um, or it can be just a band that doesn't play together anymore. Oh, cool. No worries. I already knew the answer. It's yeah, the Rat okay. Pack. Uh, Frank, uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis. Nice. Those, are, those are my guys. Right. Uh, you know, it's just my favorite type of music has always been. I don't know how you classify that. I guess it would be jazz or... Um, yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, you know, those, those are the, that's my type of music. I love them. Um, yeah. You know, if I could go back and, you know, see them play live ones, that'd be great. I'd love that. But, that would um, be fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be good. They were, uh, yeah, they were great. They were, you know, just as good entertainers as they were singers. So, um, yeah. No, that's a good one. Ah, that, you thought about that one pretty well. I thought, I know you. I know <laughs> oh, you. I was listening to music yesterday and I was like, ooh, I have a question. I have a good question. <laughs> so. Nope, yep, definitely. My, uh, yeah, those are just my favorite artists. So, um, you know, whenever I'm trying to relax, uh, you know, just put them on the background and those, does good, good stuff. Okay. So, um, yeah, so anyway, so that's not going to be as, in, as, uh, as like crazy as that. It's more like a, uh, uh great school question but <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> ask it anyways <laughs> if uh if you had like um one uh, and i and i'll preface this by saying i'm watching a show on um amazon it's called the boys it's about like superheroes and stuff yeah um, actually i corrupted superheroes and like um you know i you should watch it it's a good it's a good show uh, my sister's it. watching it she she mentioned it the other day Good show. I really yeah. like it. I thought the first season was good. Second season's doing pretty well, so we'll see. But I'll keep you updated. Um, okay. But if you had the choice to choose, uh, like, any superpower, like, you know, flying, uh, super strength, um, invisible, super, like, anything, what would it be? Like, the Hulk. So it could even be super smart, too. Like, you know. Just... But I'm already super smart. Right. Yeah, that's true. So we'll take that <laughs> off the table. You know, anything like super, super strength. <laughs> yeah, totally. Flying. <laughs> totally joking with that one. Um, yeah, I, think, I, I hate to say flying because you like mentioned it as an option, but um, so I don't want to like take the easy way out, but I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so too. I think flying would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really can't think of anything. I mean, you know, teleporting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe going I mean, back in time, but time travel. But that's, I don't know. That'd be a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Would that be? A, I guess maybe it would be a superpower. Maybe I'm sure there's a superhero that does that. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I think flying. I think flying is probably the best. You would Anyway, never... just because I would like to see how it feels. That would be insane. Yeah. Oh, just like shooting no, through the not, sky. Yeah. yeah. Not even like using it for a special purpose, but just being like, oh, I'm going to fly around. Bye <laughs> 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 bye, everybody. Just See you later. <laughs> be right back. <laughs> <laughs> In like five seconds. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll never have to drive again yeah. or fly again. I could just fly anywhere. Yeah, I know. Well, I was thinking like if you if you had that superpower and then you're stuck in traffic somewhere, could you just abandon your car? You'd have to have just like a um, a, a sidekick that <laughs> the car pickups for you. <laughs> That sits in traffic in a suit, just like. Well, no, just like you can leave your car, and then that person goes and and 
rescues your car. Oh yeah. 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 No, that'd be funny. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny actually. <laughs> It's like, I knew we should have left earlier. I'm stuck in traffic now. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, cool. So one. that, uh, you know, wrapping up now, you know, we have our first guest on this week, Arthur. Um, you know, it's cool. Really cool. I enjoy his stories. Um, yeah, that you know, was fun. Very funny. Very personable. Uh, we'll definitely have him on again. Um, I know that he's, you know, going to be a fan favorite pretty quick here. But, uh, you know, if anybody wants to come on and be a guest, you know, more than happy to just email uh, readyfortheweekend2 at gmail.com. Uh, all lowercase, no spaces. Thank me later. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if you want to have anything, you know, like a story or an email, just, you know, send it to us. And, you know, we're more than happy to uh, read it aloud and give our thoughts and, you know, just kind of discuss it. But um, yeah, anything like that, just feel free to send it our way and, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to, to plug your story and, you know, you if you want that. So, um, you know, I don't know about you, Liz, but I am ready for the weekend. After I'm this so week. ready. I'm so excited too. I'm about to go out and let's see, Part 54 10. minutes. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> So I hope you have oh, a great man. one. I hope that you do better in fantasy football this weekend. I know. I was so excited just to get crushed last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping my winning streak will continue. So. Oh, I know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yes. And I'm going to go sleep for 36 hours now. So okay. I will see you next week. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Bye.